Hannah Jama, one of the podcast managers, and today I want to talk to you about a rare disease, acquired neuromyotonia. This disease is an interesting one, so let's get to it. Acquired neuromyotonia, also known as Isaac Merton syndrome and continuous muscle fiber activity syndrome, is a muscle function disease that currently affects only 100 to 200 people around the world. Compared to the world's population of roughly 7 billion people, That number is pretty small, but don't let that fool you. Acquired neuromyotonia can be devastating. In 20% of Isaac syndrome's cases, there is a relation to small cell lung cancer and thiomomia, which allows acquired neuromyotonia to be considered a perineoplastic syndrome. First, let's talk about the causes of acquired neuromyotonia. Acquired neuromyotonia causes are still being discovered as more cases begin to be diagnosed, but it is known that neuromyotonia has both hereditary and non-hereditary forms. Additionally, it is believed that a big cause of this rare disease is the role of VKGC, otherwise known as voltage-gated potassium channels in the peripheral nervous system and how VKGCs affect the points of signal when the nerve fiber meets the neuromuscular junction. This induces the hyper-excitability of motor axons, which leads to the signs and symptoms of acquired neuromyotonia. Some signs and symptoms include progressive stiffness, cramping, and the delayed reaction in the affected muscles. Additionally, the feeling of continuous writhing or rippling of the muscles under the skin, also known as myokemia, increased sweating, tachycardia, and muscle hypertrophy are also common signs and symptoms. In around 20% of patients affected by neuromyotonia, a set of symptoms including arthrohematemus, excessive salvation, memory loss, confusion, hallucinations, constipation, personality change, and sleep disorders are found. If seen, these symptoms showcase that neuromyotonia may be diagnosed as Morvan syndrome. Acquired neuromyotonia usually targets people within the age range of 50 and 60, but is seen within childhood as well. It is also proven to affect men more than women. The symptoms above are mainly used to diagnose acquired neuromyotonia, but additional testing is used for confirmation of neuromyotonia because of the fact that other conditions such as malignancies and autoimmune disorders share similar signs and symptoms. MRI scans, CT scans, electromyography, and specialized urine and blood samples are all tests used to diagnose this disease. The treatment of neuromyotonia depends on the specific symptoms the affected person has. From muscle spasms, pain, and muscle stiffness, anticonvulsant medications such as phenytoin, valproic acid, and carbamazepine or lamotrigine are prescribed separately or together. If these medications prove to be insufficient, 
prednisolone is added to the treatment. Non-steroid immunosuppressive drugs are also an option. Additionally, taking acetazolamide daily can allow for decreased muscle twitching and writhing and get rid of episodes of loss of tone. For severe neuromyotonia, plasma exchange, or intravis hemoglobin, which is the separation of the liquid part of the blood from the blood cells, is a treatment option. Acquired neuromyotonia is not a fatal disease, so the prognosis of this rare disease is not death, but it depends on the cause of acquired, acquired neuromyotonia. The more severe the cause, the worse the prognosis is. However, most people see treatment results within a four-week time period. That's it on Acquired Neuromyotonia. I'm Hannah Jama. If you want to learn more about Acquired Neuromyotonia, services will be up on the Future Doctors of the World Google Classroom. I hope you enjoyed the podcast.